ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of Your Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It is Wednesday, August 12th to be exact. And you can be a part of the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true great taste. Only 96 calories. It is your original light beer. We've got a lot, as we always do. We've got a lot to get into. And, of course, uh, yesterday we were finding out that the ACC and the SEC not altering their plans at the moment to play a fall season. And that is despite the decision by the Big Ten and the Pac-12 yesterday coming down. So we were waiting to see what the Big 12 would do today. I mean, first of all, ACC and SEC pretty much just said, look, they're going to make decisions based on the advice of their own medical advisory groups, along with local and state health guidelines. Now the Big Ten, the Pac-12. Also citing information from their respective medical advisory groups and postponing fall sports. And SEC Commissioner Greg Sansky said in a statement he looked forward to learning more about what those factors are that made the Big Ten and the Pac-12 decide to basically call off the season in the fall and maybe try again in spring. So it's interesting to me that, and it's not surprising, but It's interesting that you have one group of medical professionals, and they'll say one thing. And then you got a group over here that's going to completely disagree. Same information, same facts, same details. You can look at all of this, and you can always find somebody to come up with a different opinion, or you can always find someone to come up with the opinion you're looking for. And I'm not saying that's the case here, but you can always find someone to agree with your stance. I mean, for example, look at what you see in in trials. The defense will bring up experts, and they'll say one thing, and then the prosecution will bring up experts, and they'll say another thing. And I think that's what we've got here. We've got medical officials looking at it one way. Oh, yeah, we can play. And you've got others that say, hey, you know, there are some issues here. You might want to rethink this. And so that's where we're at with the ACC and the SEC. Now, the Big 12, they come out today. And they are going to move forward with the intent of playing fall football. They pretty much are going to maybe play it by ear. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it, really. So they're moving forward. They've got their 9 plus 1 schedule. And they've got some flexibility in that schedule. But still, a lot of... A lot of people inside college athletics, a lot of media members as well, people like me, we were all looking towards the Big 12 to to see what the Big 12 would do. Because if the Big 12 would say, look, not necessarily on board with this, we're going to either postpone this to spring or we're not going to do this, then you look at the SEC and the ACC and they would have been the outliers here. And, of course, you've got several conferences already saying, look, we're going to postpone this. And you've got several conferences that are going to move ahead, Conference USA being one of it, one of those conferences moving ahead. Now, nothing has been 
officially released. There hasn't been a grand statement. There hasn't been a, a press conference, a teleconference, anything coming out and just said, look, we're moving forward because they're moving forward. And maybe I think they feel that we don't really need to come out and say, hey, um, we're, we're going to push this back. Because if you listen, you, you pick up on what athletic directors are saying, I mean, they're playing. And right now, without knowing what the additions will be on the schedule, Mike Hamrick came out today. He was on Metro News Talk Line. He spoke. And he indicated that they've got some, they've got some things out there. You could see maybe an addition or two to the schedule because right now you're missing a conference game. So he addressed that. He basically said that they're going to play uh, one conference member twice, East Division. So you could have maybe a, a series with Western Kentucky, or you could have a game with FAU, FIU. You, you could have one of those games. The league's taking care of that because there are a lot of schools that are impacted in Conference USA because of Old Dominion deciding that it just wasn't worth it for them. Now, I don't know if you're going to see more Conference USA schools go rogue. Uh, Rice is pushing back their start for a few weeks, but you don't see... Too many times schools inside a conference go rogue when it comes to coming out saying we're not playing. It's the other way around. It's the schools like Nebraska that are looking to trying to figure out what they're going to do because the Big Ten, of course, comes out and says, look, we're not doing this. We might do this in spring. And that's an issue that we might see come down the line here. I don't think we're going to see a total collapse or a reshuffling of conferences once again. But if you look at some of those schedules, you, you don't see Nebraska. They're not anybody's schedule right now. And Scott Frost, head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, he came out on Monday. You remember that? He, he announced that Nebraska would basically try to go out on their own if the Big Ten canceled the fall football season. And Nebraska doubling down on it. Because Nebraska was not in favor of not having the season. So, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has got a tough year. First year. we got a tough year to deal with here. Yahoo Sports asked him if Nebraska could play college football this fall. So, here's what he said. No. No, he said. He said, no, not and be a member of the Big Ten Conference. So if Nebraska wants to be a part of the Big Ten, you're not playing. Now, if you'd like to no longer be a part of the Big Ten, I'm sure that that can be arranged and you can play to your heart's content. But that's leadership right there in your conference. Like, yeah, here's the deal. You want to be in the Big Ten? You're not playing. Don't want to be in the Big Ten? Go right ahead. But no is the answer. We'll see what Big Ten does as far as the rest of the league. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to rogue. Other than Nebraska talking big game, and where would Nebraska go? You think the Big 12 is um, knocking on their door right now? Hey, uh, we really miss you. We want you to come back. We really want you to come back, Nebraska. You, you see that happening? I don't see it happening. 
Yeah, I think everyone's going to be in their lane, their conference for the time being. And you look at what the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are, are saying. They're not saying it's not going to happen. They're just saying we're pushing it down the road here a few months, going to try for the spring. Now, what makes the spring different than the fall? Well, there's hope that possibly a uh, maybe a vaccination could be in the works, something coming down the line. Maybe we're going to see mitigation actually work. Maybe we're going to see cases drop. And that's where I think everyone needs to double down. Mitigation. You're trying to you're trying to limit the spread. I mean, it's going to be with us for a long time, but you're trying to limit the spread. You're trying to make it to the point where it's not impossible to completely avoid it, but it's going to be really, really hard to catch this. If you've got the infection rate down, you you have nominal cases, you have an ability to actually open up. The face coverings are controversial, and I get that, but at the same time, it's all about mitigation. It's not about uh, restricting you. It's not about taking your rights away. Your guns aren't going to be taken away either when they ask you to put the mask on, so you're, you're good. Don't worry about that. But that's where there hasn't been a true plan, and it's not singled out on any individual because, again, the NCAA has little to no backbone here, especially when it comes to college football. What can the NCAA do? Football is doing its own thing. Now, fall championships can be totally jettisoned because they have control. Same with the NCAA tournament. NCAA tournament, you can look at that and go, you know what? Not doing that. Not until we figure a safe way to do it. And it could be done in a bubble. There could be a bubble method to this. I don't know if it would be easy to do. But I'm sure there could be a bubble method to do this. The basketball tournament pulled it out. I mean, really, the basketball tournament came out, did the bubble, pulled it off. And if you came up with a positive test, you're gone. So is your team. It was basically one way to make sure everyone was accountable towards themselves and each other. And at the same time, the bubbles worked. The NBA bubbles worked. Now, they're going to do some modifications here. And this is going to be fun because they're going to start bringing in significance. Significant, you know, maybe parent, maybe your child, maybe your longtime girlfriend, maybe someone who means a lot to you. I don't know. But they're going to start doing that here as they continue to push forward with the playoffs. NHL, they've let people out of the bubble for the birth of children and other personal emergencies. So, you know, you're not trapped there, but at the same time, the bubbles have worked completely so far. The NHL, the baseball side of things, maybe not so much, but the NHL, NBA, those bubbles have worked. And that's another reason why I think football is going to be hit or miss. Not specific towards Marshall or any other Conference USA school, but in general, I think it's going to be hit and miss. Because someone's going to maybe be exposed now, right now, those kids are probably safest place they can be. I, I will admit that. I honestly say that they're right now probably being taken care of because they're practicing. They're going through everything you need to do to prepare for the season, and the coaches have got their attention. And now for so 
the say if you're a player for Ohio State, your player who doesn't have an upcoming game, I think it's probably going to be more important that the coaches stay with those kids, work with those kids, keep track of those kids. And I, I don't think you're going to see schools, again, just kick these kids to the curb because they're there for two reasons. One, to get an education because they're a student, and they're getting their education paid for in full or in part because in return for being a part of the athletic program, you know, this is something that you get in return. You get access to an education. So they're students. So I think at this moment, it's all good, but then you start opening up avenues of, well, you're going to have to play another team. Did that team do as good of a job as you? You're going to have to travel eventually. Marshall's going to have to travel at least four or five times. East Carolina, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, FIU, you might get another opponent here. You, you might have FAU as a road trip. You might have Middle Tennessee as a road trip. You might have Charlotte as a road trip. You might play them back-to-back. I, I don't know how it's going to work, but you're going to basically be playing, if you heard Mike Hamrick earlier today on TalkLine, you're going to be playing at least one of your East Division opponents home-and-home. Home. So do you, you play... Western Kentucky at home? I mean, does does that work? I mean, do you get maybe a fifth home game and it's going to be a conference game with Western Kentucky? Or do you replace the road game? Because after all, if, if you're replacing the road game with a home game, Marshall's going to have five home conference games and three road conference games. I, I don't know what the schedule makers are going to come up with, what that's going to look like. But you're trying to get your five in, five and five here, five home, five road, right? Maybe you take that and then you, you look elsewhere for your non-conference because right now, uh, East Carolina until otherwise told, and the American, Americans moving forward so far, you're not hearing anything out of the Americans saying that uh, it's off. So the Americans moving forward, the Sun Belt's moving forward, Conference USA is moving forward, Mountain West, no. The MAC, no. Big Ten, no. Pac-12, no. That leaves Big 12, SEC, ACC. So you've got almost half of the conferences in football, the major conferences, the major collections of schools. You've got basically almost half saying, look, no. And so it could go either way. You could see maybe the Sun Belt decide, okay, this is not going to be a good idea. You could see possibly Conference USA, which I doubt. I truly doubt. I'm not going to name names, but I've got a uh, – it's, it's not a wager, but uh, I basically have um, a I'm going to tell you so moment with someone who has uh, assured me in the media that they don't think Marshall's playing. He said, it's a, it's a member of the media. I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to mention that uh, even among us, there is not a consensus as far as they're going to play or not. And there's always that narrative, oh, the media is doing this. Yeah, let me go down that road for just a minute. 
because it's still one of my favorite roads to go down. Uh, the media is not trying to stop college football. Yeah, there's no one in the media actually sitting here going, you know, what would be great if college athletics would just shut down? That would be great. Because jobs, let me tell you, do you know how many people right now are going to either lose jobs temporarily or there might be some reduction and this might be the catalyst of that? There might be some, maybe some evaluation here of, all right, Maybe we can get by without that person. And it's happening in television. It's happening in print. It's happening in radio. I mean, I, I'm very blessed right now. I, you know, I hope to continue to be blessed. I'm here. You know, I, I am not solely sports. So I'm blessed. And we're not sitting here going, wow, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if Marshall just didn't play a football season? Wouldn't that be fantastic? You know, basketball, yeah, that'd be fantastic. No. I mean, there are jobs involved. I'm going to lose jobs. Going to lose tev- television jobs? Now, it's a tough situation to be in here because on the one hand, you're trying to keep kids and you're trying to keep everyone safe and you're trying to understand how to proceed forward with this. And you don't want to see anyone get sick. You don't want to see anyone come down with this. And you don't want to see anyone, uh, even if um, maybe depending on your age group, the numbers are higher or lower, you don't want to have risk of death or permanent damage, long-term damage. You don't want that. On the other hand, I understand that there are a lot of jobs involved as well, and there are different problems there. So it's completely understandable that there's an urgency by a lot of people to figure this out, and some are saying, look, health, safety, well-being is more important, and you have others who are trying to do this and do it safely as possible, still keep jobs, and then you have others that just don't care. It's like the flu to them, and so play on. You've got maybe three distinct camps, one that's sort of in the middle, one extreme to the right, one extreme to the left. Where do we go from here? i tell you where we're going to go. We're going to go to Marshall football practice when we continue. Uh, Doc Holliday uh, addressing the media yesterday, and of course uh, we uh, we have some of his uh, comments. We're going to go into that. Also, uh, we will get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We have more coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Practice continues for the Thundering Herd. No word yet if there's going to be a cancellation or postponement of the Conference USA football season. So until further notice, Marshall will be practicing. Of course, uh, they've got to wait a little longer now to figure out when they're going to actually start the season. Obviously, the game against East Carolina, that game which was scheduled for late August, that was week zero. That was going to kick things off in college football. And so that game now... At least that specific game, a little different timetable for that one. So Marshall, unless um, we find out, probably going to start in September. But Doc Holliday, 
always moving forward. He's a guy that likes to talk about maintaining control of what you can control. And he talked about changing how the team is practicing with the start date of the season still up in the air. Back, I think it was three years ago, maybe four years ago, they gave you enough days where you had to have two days off a week. And when this happened, then we've kind of gone to that schedule. You know, instead of just giving one day off a week, you know, a week ago we went to two days. You know, so we're not going to practice more than three days in a row and then they'll get a day off. So we've kind of adjusted that part of it. You probably also noticed we haven't been out here in full pads. You know, we've been out here in helmets and shorts and we've, and we've cut practice some. You know, we've cut some of the time we're on the field. We've gone from X number of periods to shorten the periods up a little bit. So we're not out here quite as long. So, you know, we're, we're just uh, – you know, we're, we're just kind of taking it one day at a time, you know, doing the best we can as a football team to get better, and, and we'll just try to adjust our schedule based on when we're going to play. So still no word when Marshall exactly will play because, again, the schedule could flex a little bit. There could be some fluctuations. Remember, as it stands right now, until we get an announcement from Marshall University as far as what the schedule looks like, a revised schedule, East Carolina is the only non-conference game still on the schedule. You're needing to fill that hole that you have now because Old Dominion not playing for this fall. And then you have to replace a game that you had with Pitt. You have to replace a game you had with Boise State. Those are big games. Then you have the Ohio game because Mid-American Conference as a league deciding not to play this year. So there's some holes, there's some uncertainty in that schedule for Doc Holliday. So they're trying to adjust the best way they can as far as the practice schedule is concerned. But luckily for Doc, he's got a group of guys um, that are out there. They're excited. They just want to play. Well, I think, number one, these guys just like to play. I mean, these guys... You know, they, they knew what happened prior to coming out here with, with the Big Ten. So, I mean, they came out, they knew it, you know, that that happened. So, you know, the guys that like to play football just want to come out and get better as an individual and work to get better as a team. And you know, I told them from day one, I told you guys the same thing. we got to worry about what we can control. And right now, as far as we're concerned, we're still playing. So, we'll, if we're, as long as we're still playing, we'll come out and practice and work to get better and see where it goes. So, that's Doc Holliday. And as far as he's concerned, until otherwise told – the Thundering Herd is still playing. The schedule is still good. There's going to be herd football. There are still some questions, though, like, and these can't be answered today, how many fans will be in the stands, if there will be fans in the stands, and what will the road games look like as well, because I can't imagine other institutions allowing visiting fans to come in. It's going to be hard enough to bring in your own fans and you have limited capacity. So you're going to try to make as many of your fans happy as possible. And if you've got a situation where you're down to maybe 20, 25 percent capacity here and you are trying to figure out who gets to come in, you're going to take care of your season ticket holders. That's the obvious season ticket holders probably will be the only fans and smaller amounts that will be allowed to come in to take in games at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And that's where we're at with Doc Holliday. Now, yesterday, um, Jordan Hankins, he was also made available. And one thing uh, with Jordan is the challenge here, just making those adjustments, because 
coming in in January, there's been so many adjustments here to how you're getting ready for the season. And here is Hankins talking about those adjustments. One thing I'm going to point out too, where it's a lot very different for me is, you know, I got here in January. You know, and two days before we started spring ball where I was actually going to be face-to-face with them every day can get with me because it's a new coaching style. I mean, you are going to bring up there's a lot of new linebackers. In the, well, I'm new too, you know, so we're all learning each other. They're learning my coaching style. I'm learning how they play with each other. You know, it's not just about the individual effort, you know, and that I'm trying to get developed, but a lot of Zoom meetings, you know, a lot of Zoom meetings when we were gone from March until we got back and, and then a lot of in-face meetings in which we've had a lot of time now, so – you know, you can start seeing it mold together a little bit more. So that's that's the neat thing right now. But that it was a lot of extra effort for sure. Lots of extra effort, lots of Zoom meetings. Zoom, I'm sure, making a killing during this uh, pandemic with all the Zoom meetings. And, of course, face-to-face been very tough. That has been, as of now, recent. Not has Not really haven't had that full opportunity there. So uh, that's Jordan Hankins uh, on the adjustment period since coming in January. Now, catching up with my guy, my new guy, Kane Madden. And you heard Doc talking about these guys. They like to come out and play. You heard Doc talk about how you're coming out just trying to, to make yourself better during all of this. And that's something that Kane Madden is taking to heart. He's looking for the best me best me he can be during this uncertain time um yeah it took a lot but um i knew at some point we would have to come back and when i came back i didn't want to be out of shape or um not not my my best me and um that's everything every every time i woke up in the uh in the morning that's what i thought about when i came back i had to be the best me as i could be so that was my mentality to do that i need to have a conversation with kane i'm trying to be the best me i can be i might need to take some advice from kane He is trying to be the best him he can possibly be. And he talks about how it's mentally exhausting going day-to-day just not knowing. And you know what? I can relate to that completely. It's definitely mentally exhausting when uh, you have to always – you don't know what is going to happen the next day. So um, it's always in the back of your mind, but uh, they preach to us to just – just just do that day and don't look forward as much as possible. And uh, that's the biggest thing we try to do is just go for one day at a time. Some good advice going one day at a time, and that's what we're trying to do with you, and that's what we're doing here on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, trying to just go day to day, trying to be the best we we can be, best me I can be, best you you can be. We're just trying to be the best that we can be during this situation. We will, of course, have more we will get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK 877-420-8255 we'll check in on what's happening with the Stanley Cup because well that's what I do did you stay up yesterday did you did you watch any of one of the longest overtime games of all time did you stay up watch any of that it was fun to watch overtime hockey I mean, I got almost out of one game, the equivalent of almost three games out of one. It was fun. And we'll talk about what's on the schedule today when we continue. Also, uh, another conference uh, announcing a delay of their fall season. We'll tell you which conference it is here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, we've got an update what's happening in the NHL. That's right, that's what I do. But the Big South making known today that uh, they are going to delay their fall season. They cite the health and well-being of their student-athletes as the league's top priority. They are going to try to play in the spring. That includes men's and women's cross-country, football, men's and women's soccer, and volleyball. Also, they are saying that fall competitions in the sports of men's and women's golf and men's and women's tennis and out-of-season competitions in spring sports have been suspended as well. The Big South football members voted to allow up to four non-conference games in the fall at institutions' discretion. So there you go. Big South making it known today. NHL. We've had a fun first day yesterday of the Stanley Cup. Now, the week leading up to the Stanley Cup was the qualifier. So the qualifier was fantastic. It was great. It was wall-to-wall hockey. And the teams that got eliminated from the qualifier, they get to enter into the second draft. There was a draft where a placeholder won the number one pick, so the placeholder would be filled by the teams that had yet to be eliminated from the qualifier. We've talked about that, the New York Rangers winning that draft. So we get Stanley Cup day one. We were supposed to have four games, but we had to cancel one and move it to the following day because, well, Columbus Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning, they went to five overtimes. That was one of the longest games in NHL history, fourth longest, I believe. And the Lightning win, there were 80, let me double check, make sure I got this right, 88 shots on goal. 88 shots on goal. The Lightning, they could only get three goals in, 88. Uh, Blue Jackets had 63 shots on goal. So uh, that pushed back the schedule. And let me tell you, if you're not following some of these teams on social media like Twitter, uh, they are having a blast. I don't know what the NBA is doing or any of the other social media accounts, but Carolina's Twitter handle, Vegas, the NHL, Columbus was even getting in on it. The Twitter accounts are definitely having a good time with this. So social media was fun. And so because of that, the Carolina game got pushed back to today's. The Golden Knights, Vegas, beat the Blackhawks yesterday 4-1. And the Flames and Stars, which I didn't get the chance to watch because, well, that game began and ended in the middle of the overtime game. Today, we've already had a couple of games start. One's already ended, and it went to double overtime. Boston Bruins beat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3. So that went to second overtime. Thankfully, it didn't go for at least for a lot of people. It didn't go into five or six overtimes. And so now we've got in the second, end of the second, the Capitals, Washington Capitals, they're leading the New York Islanders 2-1. And our producer, Spencer Dupuy, who is not here today, he was actually here earlier and was not feeling well, had to go home because of a migraine. He worked earlier in the day for us, and he went home with a migraine. If I didn't know better, 
I would have thought he was just trying to sneak out of here so he could watch the game between his beloved Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders, but I do know a little bit better, so hopefully he feels better, and we'll talk to him on Friday. Uh, the Avalanche take on the Coyotes tonight. It's going to be the Canadians and the Flyers. That's going to be an 8 o'clock game. And then the late game, the Canucks taking on the Blues. I think I'm more excited for the Flyers-Canadian series. That should be fun. Uh, Avalanche, Coyotes, that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I'm not really all into the Canucks Blues series. I think the better games we got were earlier today with the 11 a.m. start between the Bruins and the Hurricanes and this Islanders Capitals matchup. And if we don't have any more overtimes, tomorrow should be a fun day because we'll have the Blackhawks and Golden Knights again, the Blue Jackets and the Lightning. That hopefully doesn't go to five or six overtimes. You know, actually, I am here for it. They're playing again at three. If they go into multiple overtimes, it's going to mess this whole thing up again. The uh, Hurricanes will take on the Bruins uh, on Thursday, and then uh, you'll have the Flames and the Stars. Uh, that will take place. So uh, it's going to go back and forth between uh, those matchups. But get up, wake up, get ready for work, come in the office. Hey, you know what? I'm going to watch hockey at 11 a.m. And I'm here for it. I'm coming. I don't know why we don't see the NBA doing more of this. You know, let's just have some 11 a.m. basketball. Let's just have some 11 a.m. baseball. I'm here for that. I'm totally on board with this. You know, you could have some morning sports. Make your workday better, right? Especially if, if you had baseball not start in the afternoon. Maybe start in the morning. It's not like you have to worry about kids or you have to worry about the fans in the stands, right? I mean, you can start these games as late as you want. Not too late, though, because yeah, you still want an audience for them. But you, you don't have to worry about fans leaving the ballpark early trying to get home where the kids can't stay up because uh, they're going to either watch or not anyway. But I'm all here for early, early baseball. I'm here for early basketball. I'm here for early hockey. I'm here for it. Bring it on. Let's do this. Let's have some mid-morning sports. I mean, we could, we could start at 9 a.m. Let's do that. You know? That's why I like the Olympics sometimes, especially during the, the Winter Olympics because, you know, 9 a.m. hockey, I'm okay for that. You know, Summer Olympics, you know, you want 9 a.m. soccer? Okay, I'm here for that too. I mean, I'm here for all of that. But uh, you have a lot of afternoon and evening games coming up in the National Hockey League. Uh, again, I'm here for all of that. Uh, and the Coyotes and the Avalanche are uh, just underway and um, those are all going to be on NBC Sports Network. So let's do it. Let's bring it on. 11 a.m. hockey, I'm all, I'm all here for it. So maybe somebody goes to double, triple, quadruple overtime. Maybe we push one of these games back to Thursday morning. Let's do it at 9 or 10. We're going to wrap it up when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can find me on social media anytime, at Paul Swan on Twitter. You can also find our Facebook page, The Drive with Paul Swan on Facebook. I look forward to interacting with you on both of those platforms. And, of course, we always 
hope you, if you can't listen to the show live, will take time to go get the podcast. If you do it on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review. I'd really appreciate that. It'll come directly to your phone when it's uploaded. Also, you can use apps like Spotify. We have Stitcher Radio, all kinds of podcasting apps. You can get the show. And it's all free. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe today. Wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. No baseball today for the Pirates. We were going to have Cardinals baseball with the Pirates this early part of the week. That's not happening because, well, the Cardinals and their plight with COVID. Uh, we hopefully will have Pirates baseball tomorrow. The Pirates will take on the Reds. No, that's a 5-10 first pitch. That means we do not go on the air tomorrow. So no show, unless there is a baseball game postponement, no show tomorrow. However, we'll be back on Friday. Looking forward to that. But no show for the 13th because of the baseball game. Hopefully getting off on time. Looking forward to it. The Pirates have had a few days off. Maybe that's going to help. Maybe that's not going to Whatever the case may be, Pirates Baseball right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Pirates are 3-13. I know I'm supposed to be hyping this up. I'm not doing a very good job here, but I'm, I'm supposed to be hyping this up. But uh, you get down here after a few weeks, you're, you're pretty much done. You got to win. You got to win every day just about. You can't sit and hope that things are going to heat up for you. You've got to go out there and, and find some wins, and you got to find them real quick or your season's going to be over sooner than later. But the, the Pirates right now, uh, not in a good situation as far as the win-losses are concerned. They're going to have to dig themselves out of a hole quick and get really hot and maybe having a few days off to kind of reassess and, and, and I don't want to say heal up. I mean, after all, we, we've not – really played a long, deep season so far. It's a rebuilding year. I wasn't expecting greatness from the Pirates, uh, even when the season was going to begin a few months ago. I wasn't expecting greatness this season. Uh, Rebuilding. And and the Reds, they're trying to still find themselves. But uh, that's another thing. You know, yesterday with the game going over, it was uh, overtime, five overtimes between Columbus and Tampa Bay. And the funny thing there was, for a lot of fans, they didn't get to see the Reds. And I was, of course, watching hockey. I didn't, I was oblivious to it. But, you know, then I flip over to Fox Sports Cincinnati, and there's Joey Votto walk off in the uh, extra innings. Okay, that's cool. Great. It's all I needed to see. But there were uh, a lot of fans who didn't get to see the Reds until the hockey game was over because, I mean, let's be honest, regular season baseball game, shortened season. One of the most exciting hockey games ever with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And again, this is Fox Sports Ohio. I'd have been mad, too, if they'd taken the hockey game off. I'd have been really mad. I was watching on NBC Sports Network. Uh, I was surprised uh, they didn't black it out. But with that said, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going gonna to take a, take a, a baseball game, a one game, and you're, you're going to bump the hockey game, which went into five overtimes. You're going to do that? No. I think uh, you made the right choice there. Of course, uh, I didn't notice because I just flipped over the baseball after hockey was done. I didn't notice. 
I found out later on social media. That's going to do it for this edition. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.